Hey everyone, this is Brad Hughes, school principal and chief encouragement officer from Ontario, Canada. And I've got some good news for you. You found the Good News Brad News podcast, amplifying stories of heart-led educators moving from positive intention to action. Great people like you, improving kids' lives through service, connection, and finding the fun. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back and thanks for joining me for episode 11 of the Good News, Brad News podcast. I am your host, Brad Hughes, and as you settle in and get comfortable, you may recognize 11 as a lead character in the sci-fi series Stranger Things, a girl with mysterious abilities and who, at one point in the series, accidentally opens an interdimensional gateway. Listeners, you may feel as if you've stumbled upon an interdimensional gateway when you learn that my guest today is none other than Brad Hughes. A little background. When this podcast was in development and I was deciding on a title, I typed the phrase, Good News, Brad News, into a little-known upstart search engine called Google, to see what I might find. And one of the results was a 2013 tweet from a user whose handle was Geek Tragedy. It read, let's talk about being named Brad. Pro, your catchphrase can be good news, Brad news. Con, your name is as awful as your catchphrase. Oof, that didn't age well. I knew at some point I had to set the record straight. Enter teacher and school counselor Bradley D. Hughes, a native Pittsburgher now living and teaching in Manassas, Virginia. Brad contacted me soon after this podcast debuted. He wrote simply, I think Brad Hughes and Brad Hughes on the Good News Brad News podcast should be a thing. The moment had come. A meeting of the Brads, a Brad Hughes summit, if you will. And listeners, that moment will unfold today in crystal clear stereo. And as you'll hear, counselor Brad Hughes is also a parent and partner, a trusted colleague, a collegiate athlete, and a member of a team deeply committed to responding to individual student needs for the betterment of the school community. Now, Brad and I discuss a number of things near and dear to both of us, including the power of truly knowing and continually showing up for the kids and communities we serve. Seeking, seizing, and maximizing daily opportunities to connect with and uplift others. And the excitement of working as a team to make great things happen. Brad distills his approach into a single word climb. The climb is constant for Brad as he seeks opportunities to be curious, loving, informed, motivated, and brave. Our capacity for bravery and resilience depend on knowing that as we take risks and step into the unknown, someone is cheering for us and will have our backs if we fail. If failure leads to success, 
If there is no winning and losing, but instead winning and learning, well, the journey between them is much more manageable with a companion that can help you reframe setbacks and focus on the growth, not on the gaps. Brad is just that kind of companion for kids, and it really shows. I know you'll enjoy getting to know Brad today, and after hearing his story, you'll be eager to connect with him too. So, here's my interview with my namesake and alter ego, Bradley D. Hughes, today on the Good News, Brad News Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Good News, Brad News Podcast. And I have to tell you, I'm not sure if I'm experiencing inception, or maybe I've wandered into the upside down, but my guest today is none other than Brad Hughes. And not only am I delighted to connect with him because we have the same name, but Brad is also an educator who's passionate about supporting kids, not only their academic lives, but also their social and emotional lives. Brad Hughes, welcome to the Good News Brad News podcast. Brad Hughes, thank you for having me. I'm going to say things like that probably the whole podcast long. It's not because I love saying my name. It's just that you're the first Brad Hughes that I've ever met. It it, it has not worn off on me yet. Uh, Our name is fantastic. Um, I don't know if you're a Bradley or a Bradford or just just a Brad. Um, it, It all sounds it all sounds fantastic to me. I think as a matter of you know public service and integrity to Brad's everywhere, we can spend the next 20 minutes together just affirming the awesomeness of Brad's. You know, as a public service, there would be a lot of value in that as well. I feel like I found a, a long lost family member here. We're namesies. It's official. Now that it's official, I'm going to dive in here and ask you to tell our listeners more about you, Brad. What are your different roles? If someone wants to know who is Brad Hughes, what would you tell them? You know, my first role is father uh, and husband. I, I take that role very, very seriously. I have one son. He's an 11-year-old. His name is Jacob. Uh, my wife's name is Jamie. There's nothing more important to me. My role in my school community is school counselor. I couldn't count the number of times that I've been asked the question, like, what exactly is it that you do? School counselor is a very uh, ever-evolving role. The reason I, I got into school counseling was that I saw it as a leadership opportunity. I saw it as something different than administration, but something a little bit different, a a way to get a little bit closer with uh, our students. Uh, Not only am I a school counselor, but I'm also a teacher. So I teach kindergartners through fifth graders. I teach them about life. Uh, If there was one way for me to put it, I would say that I, I teach our kids about the joys of life, what to expect from life. I'm very open about my life. I, I want my kids to know me. I want my, my kids to know what my why is. I want that to be written on my sleeve, basically. I want them to know why I'm there. I want them to know how I can help them. And frankly, I can help them in, in, a, in a variety of different ways. I'm big on growth mindset. And that is one of the first things uh, that I really try to bring to the table is an understanding of what a fixed mindset is and what an understanding of growth mindset is. And and it doesn't matter if you're a kindergartner or a fifth grader, uh, we're going to be talking about it. Um, Because I feel like I had a fixed mindset whenever I was a kid. I felt like I was 
kind of brought up to have a fixed mindset. There wasn't that much imagination. There wasn't that much understanding of how we develop as as kids and how we develop our skills through, throughout time. It was just kind of like, hey, you, got what, you get what you get and don't take a fit. In the meantime, you've described your job, Brad, as helping kids to find their spark. What kind of circumstances or situations would lead kids to lose or hide that spark? And how do you uncover it with them? Well, I mean, it helps that I, that I love my school and I have, I have a fantastic school. The name of my school is Ashland Elementary School, and it's in Manassas, Virginia, or Prince William County, Prince William County, Virginia. It all starts there. Uh, we have a fantastic team. So it's not as if our kids are coming in and, I, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hero. We have so many different heroes at our school. You know, what I, I guess my goal, especially for my classes, but also as a school counselor, one, I don't want them to be afraid of talking with me. Whenever I was in elementary school, I don't think there was an element or an elementary school counselor in, in my school. If there was, they were not very visible. So that is my number one goal is to get my visibility out there. It doesn't matter if it's walking through the, the hallways and saying hello to every single student I encounter. I have different duties. So, you know, I, I greet kids uh, whenever they arrive. So we have kids who are dropped off by their parents. I'm out there making sure um, that they have that spark right whenever they get out of the car door. So it might be a joke. It might be even just an encouraging word, but it, it's definitely positive and it's definitely energetic. I want our kids having that whenever they enter the building because they're, you know, it can be a slog sometimes, you know, you get into these cold winter months, school's tough and it can get repetitive. It can get monotonous. I want to start their day off with a smile. And whenever I see that, I know I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a good job. Teaching and living and learning amidst a global pandemic, it's natural for people's concerns to be focused on the gaps. What learning gaps are our kids experiencing? What social and emotional gaps or traumas are they experiencing? And it sounds like you're focused not so much on the gaps, but on the potential for growth. I'm curious what kind of tension you feel or see in your role helping kids manage the gaps that might be coming up as a result of the pandemic and helping them to stay focused on growth. That's an excellent question. And it's a, it's a very topical question. Uh, I was having a conversation with our principal. His name is Dr. Andy Jacks. And just talking about how we're reaching our students and if we're reaching our students. And, you know, what, what we've done recently is sort of compile a list of sorts of just some of our at-risk students. And like, it's, it's a nightmare of mine thinking that one somehow fell through the cracks because there are just so many variables there. In Virginia, where we live, we're a pretty transient area. Northern Virginia is super, super transient. People come, people go, people move. Teachers come, teachers move. It's not like how I grew up, but it is tough to keep track of. Constantly checking rosters like, hey, I met with student A a number of times last year. I'm not seeing him at all on our roster. Is he still in our school? You know, reaching out to parents. Uh, some people are comfortable with the, the virtual setting and, and some people aren't. And then, I mean, really, don't get me started on the different difficulties that, that uh, our parents have had and, and I've had and our, you know, our staff has had just trying to be consistent online and and not and, and being able to work through the different glitches and, and everything like that there's like land landmines everywhere um, and you know we've just kept our head down and, and gotten through it but it doesn't mean that the tension and the, and the anxiety still isn't there 
my biggest concern is that are there students out there that are suffering or at least, you know, having a, a great deal of difficulty that could benefit from our services as counselors and uh, we're just not reaching them because we're not sure that they're, they, they need it, I guess is the best way to put it. Now that you're back in person with all of your students, having the opportunity to connect with them uh, at least once every six-day cycle at your school sounds like a tremendous gift. So that must give you some hope and some momentum going forward that you can at least connect with kids on a cyclical basis to check in and keep that spark going. How is that going now that you're back in person? I can't think of a better way to connect with our students. That was something that we really had to pick up very quickly, but we learned to value it um, because every single kid knows who we are, either because they're seeing us in class or they're seeing us because we make ourselves available. Just the way that we've used technology through the quarantine, I mean, that's something I'm never going to stop doing, just to promote things and to promote our kids. But I'm really proud of the way that I've used technology sort of on the fly since, you know, last March, when all of a sudden our, our world ter- turned upside down. When you're promoting wellness with all of your kids, we can think about some of the basics like proper sleep, nutrition, solid, loving relationships to help you through. And, and I also think about physical activity. And, and I'm wondering how you're able to get the message about physical activity as part of overall wellness out to your students and your school community. I am a, a huge proponent of finding an outlet and finding something that not only is going to push you mentally and, and physically, but just, you know, something where you're going to learn about yourself. And, and for some kids that that's sports, uh, but I don't want to assume that it's not for everybody, but there is a level of mindset that I think was instilled in me from the different people that I've met and the the mentors that I've had through sport that have given me one, a a sort of mental toughness that is so necessary in in our, in our lives. I'm, I'm there for my students and I provide support, but I want them to understand that life, uh, it's tough sometimes and being resilient is extremely important. Sometimes we need to be taught it. Uh, Resilience isn't like an inherent trait. And I, you know, as a school counselor, I take that opportunity to be honest. That being said, I do bring a, um, a physical element to the classroom. Uh, my my co-counselor and I, we love to dance with our kids. We love to do our wiggle breaks. We love just to get out there and have energy breaks in, in a variety of, of different ways. Um, we want to make sure that they are stimulated both mentally and physically. Um, but there's so many different ways to do that. I wonder if you can tell our listeners about your motto, how it came to be that touchstone for you and, and how you live it every day. Sure. I think you're probably referring to climb. Climb has been a, a, an, an important word for me throughout my life. Uh, you know, I think it's so important to continue to climb. Obviously, don't want to go, we don't want to go downwards, and, but you don't want to stay still. Climb for me is being curious. As a school counselor, you have to be curious. You have to, you know, look at every single one of your students and, and wonder what makes them tick and not assume anything about that. You know, be curious about their, where, where they come from and who their parents are and what they're interested in. I love talking to my students just about every everyday things. And I use probably the first 10 minutes uh, of my class just to let them talk about themselves a little bit. One, so that their, their classmates can learn about them. Uh, but also so that I can. L, the L is loving. I mean, if you're, <laughs> that's just basic. Like, you got to be loving if you're a school counselor. You got to love your kids. And I, I love every single one of our kids. 
you know, we talk about like things that keep me going and things that get me going whenever I'm not having a bad day. Honestly, it takes all it takes is a smile or a laugh from one of my students. It, it's it's reciprocal. I is informed. Um, you got to be informed about everything. You can't go into into situations in life without information. You know, some people will say, well, you know, I like to just wing it. And I mean, embarrassingly, I would probably put myself in that category in my earlier years, but that's absolutely the wrong way to do it. You know, you have to be informed. You have to know, uh, you have to know about your kids. You have to know their backgrounds. And again, that goes back to being curious as well. Motivated. That goes back to my NCAA days. You gotta be motivated to do well. You have to push yourself, never settle and and never be satisfied with where you are currently. And that's something that, that I really appreciate about our principal, you know, like I said, I mentioned Dr. Jacks a little earlier. Um, he is a great motivator, uh, but at the same time, he also has that element uh, of letting you know, like, hey, there's there's a lot of room for improvement. You know, you just you just want to do better. You just want to be better. You just want to continue again, sort of c- keep climbing. You know, for that sort of leadership. And then lastly, is brave. Uh, school counseling is. It's complicated. It is so complicated. And it's becoming more complicated with all the things that we're seeing, all the fears that we have that maybe we didn't have a year ago. We have the fear of the unknown amplified 10 times. You know, in in society, our kids are exposed to so much more than what we were exposed to through the internet and through cable TV and everything like that. They know what's going on. Um, You have to be brave. And, and go over those things that are, that are difficult. You and I might both have heard it said, bravery is not the absence of fear. It's deciding that there is something more important that has to be addressed in face of fear. In your many roles as a, a dad, a partner, uh, an educator, a counselor, an athlete, a community member, you must have faced many, many opportunities to look fear right in the face and say, I've got to take action in spite of the way I'm feeling. How do you keep the spark, Brad, inside yourself so that you can address these things to make life better for people around you? Well, that's a, that's a good question. It's one that really kind of hits home for me. You know, fear is a natural emotion. Whenever I teach my, my students, um, you know, whenever I talk to my son, I want them to know their feelings and I want them to have an understanding of them and not be embarrassed about any of those feelings. Fear is one of them. Anger is one of them. You know, whenever I'm working with any students that maybe have, a, you know, some trouble controlling their anger, anger is not the enemy. I can, I can attribute a lot of my successes in life to anger but it's how I filtered it through myself. It's how I filtered it through um, my mindset. Same thing goes with fear. You know, I talk about this with my son a lot because I, I see a lot of myself in him. I grew up really afraid and I don't know why. I was afraid of so many things. And, you know, sometimes it can be very, very defeating. I, I'm not one of those people and I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say like I've let fear defeat me on multiple occasions. I've been cut down, let myself down to where I didn't approach something like I should. And and like we just talked about, there's so many other things to fear now, but that doesn't mean that we should submit to that fear or or use it as as an excuse for, for backing off. 
we still approach that fear uh, like we, we always would. You know, that's why brave is my B. Just know where your supports are as well. Trust the people that you love and use, use those people. Use the people that you have. Don't be afraid to. You know, I was one of those guys that held it all in and just didn't want to be a, a nuisance, didn't want to be a, a weight on anybody. But guess what? Like, I want to be that person that takes that weight off you. Uh, any good parent wants to be that person that takes that that weight off their children. And uh, you know, we just got to let them. We just got to let them know it. That's so so good, Brad. And not only am I so grateful to have the chance to to meet and connect with my namesake. I feel so strongly connected and aligned with your priorities too. You know, leading with love, making relationships the core thing that we do and the core sustaining thing that keeps us going. Learning to be brave and and recognizing and holding space for strong emotions like fear, anger, confusion, and upset. Because let's face it, it, it's all around us. And just as you said and illustrated, it's how we channel it and it's how we leverage it to lighten the load for others and, and to take the weight off of others too. I'm so glad that we connected. And uh, I'm hoping that we're leaving listeners eager to connect on Twitter. We are fighting the good fight for Brad's everywhere. I feel like I have found a perfect match to fight that fight. This this conversation, I, mean, I knew it was going to be good. I mean, whenever you have two Brad Hughes in a room, I feel like only good things can happen, but it has far exceeded uh, any sort of expectation I had. Brad Hughes, school counselor from Virginia. Keep being a champion for your kids. They're worth it. And I know you are too, my friend. Brad Hughes, principal from Canada. It was fantastic to meet you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Good News, Brad News podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a comment wherever you found this podcast. And if you like what you heard, please recommend Good News, Brad News to a friend. And please hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at Brad, B-R-A-D underscore Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S. I look forward to hearing from you and to reconnecting with you on our next episode. Until then, get out there and do amazing things. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.